Welcome to the Word Podcast. The Lord God has given us His Word. Let us learn it. Let us live it. Let us rejoice in it. Spread the Word. Blessings, everyone. This is Dale. Thank you for joining with me today on the Word Podcast. We continue our examination of the manifestation of the Spirit in the life of believers, spiritual gifts, and how those spiritual gifts relate to us individually, but also uh, as a corporate whole. And we've looked in Romans 12, we've looked in 1 Corinthians 12, just doing a brief overview, and now we're in Ephesians 4. And remember, to this point, we've seen what? Uh, that Paul was really imploring them to walk in a manner worthy of their calling, and that walk would be manifested how? Well, in humility, gentleness, patience, showing forbearance and tolerance for one another, that we would be diligent to preserve the unity of the Spirit. And then he reminded them that there's one Spirit and one body. There's one faith, one Lord, and there's one God and Father who is over all and in all and above all, okay? The God himself. Then he tells us this, this same Lord God is the one that has given us a measure of Christ's gift, a measure of of his gift. Each one of us has a portion, whatever it may be. And we've seen from previous scripture and from the ones we're about to look at again, that um, this is determined by the Lord God himself. He is the one who has done this. So let me review verse 11, where we were in the last episode of Ephesians 4. And he gave some as apostles and some as prophets and some as evangelists and some as pastors and teachers. Four, the equipping of the saints for the work of service to the building up of the body of Christ. Now, let me stop there. There's still one more uh, verse in this sentence, so it's a rather long thought. We saw in the last episode that he has given some who are gifted within particular arenas. Sometimes people call these offices, and I understand why they may say that, and, and that's okay, but I think that man makes a little too much of that type of thing, a little too much of title, rather than looking at uh, roles and functionings and callings and then walking in with that giftedness with one another. What we have here is that we have folks that are called uh, apostolically. They take the gospel message out quite often in the areas um, where it's never been before. Okay, They have a calling to bring forth that message. You have those that are prophets who foretell and foretell. So one who's a prophet just speaks forth the truth. Sometimes it may be truth that we don't know anything about yet. It may be something that is yet to occur. That's what we more often than not think about. But no, uh, uh, to speak prophetically means to, to speak the truth. And we'll see more about that later on when we look at 1 Corinthians 14. Uh, the evangelist is one who goes out with the message of the gospel. Okay, With the message of the gospel. And quite often people say, well, what's the difference with the role of evangelist and apostle? Well, that's a legitimate question. And there's all sorts of little details and things. And the bottom line is the Lord doesn't draw these sharp lines of demarcations. Okay, With the uh, apostle, you see them establishing the body of Christ. You see them uh, working within the church and helping to establish that group of apostles. Uh, body and members together as a whole body. Evangelists are just going out with a message. They're going out with a message of salvation. Repent, confess, and be saved. And quite often, they don't spend a lot of time in any one place. And then you have pastors, uh, shepherds, that's the, again the Greek word poimen, and they are the ones that are gifted by the Holy Spirit to lead the body of Christ and to shepherd the body of Christ. Now, let me hasten to say, 
it isn't at all what we see for the most part within the Western church. Okay? In the Western church today, we see a little bit too much of the uh, CEO element okay, of what we call the pastor role. And, uh, and really, in most churches, you see that as the supreme point of leadership. And you don't see anything uh, with the apostle, the prophet, or the evangelist. You'll see teachers, but not in a role like this. And I think that's to our detriment. Okay, It's to our detriment. Because uh, the Lord wants all of us functioning together the way that he has designed. Yes, the shepherds shepherd. They lead. But they are not the all in all. There is a real need among the body to get this correct. Okay? And to start functioning the way we're supposed to. Uh, then the last one you see is shepherd. I mean, teacher. A lot of times people will put this pastor-teacher thing together. You'll actually see people today that will take the title pastor teacher and you know I, i'm gonna be honest with you i'm always suspect of people that come along and give me their titles and give me their roles and give me their functionings in a way to impress me okay, i'm always a little suspect of that but you'll see the reverend so-and-so and even that term is obnoxious in my ears because it literally means the one to be revered really really you know what the scripture tells us we're all to walk in honor of one another and walk in difference to one another. But you'll see somebody that comes along as the reverend, so and so, a pastor, teacher. Well, that's fine, okay? So you got a title, and you decided to let everybody know what it is that you think God wants you to do and what he's called you to do. That's, again, that's wonderful. I hope I'm not sounding too smarmy over it. But it really is a bit of a problem, okay? So anyway, you have these apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers. What are they supposed to do? Verse 12 told us, that they equip the saints for the work of service. They do not do all the work of the service. And all too often, too many portions of the body of Christ, particularly when they pay somebody and they quote-unquote hire them, feel like that they are the ones to do the work of the kingdom. Nothing could be further from the truth. Their work of the kingdom is to equip the saints for the work of service, to equip them. And they're to do so to the building up of the body of Christ. Now, I've said this before, and I'll, I'll touch on it right now. We'll get into more later probably. But there's a major portion of the body of Christ that comes along and does not believe that certain portions of these, or certain elements of these functionings exist. For instance, the prophetic, the prophet, or the apostle. They say, oh, that was for such a time as in the past, but we don't need that anymore. Let me tell you why that's dead wrong. And it's the next verse. This is Ephesians 4.13. He says, we're to equip the saints for the work of the service to the building up of the body of Christ. Then this, until, okay, there's a time element there, until we all attain to the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God, to a mature man, to the measure of the stature which belongs to the fullness of Christ. So I would just ask somebody a question. Have we attained to the unity of the faith. In other words, it's the entire body of Christ functioning together in the way that the Lord has designed us to. Or is there division in the body? Well, obviously people will say, well, yeah, of course there's division. There's debate. There's all sorts of things. Yeah, there is. And the reason is because we don't function together and we're not structured the way we're supposed to be. We're going to be this way, structured this way, until we attain to the unity of faith. But he doesn't stop there. It's also until we attain to the knowledge of the Son of God. Has all the body of Christ attained to the knowledge of the Son of God? 
And I think we would all have to say, well, uh, no, nobody's really attained to that yet. To a mature man is everyone of the level of maturity that the Lord wants. To the measure of the stature which belongs to the fullness of Christ. Is each and every person within the body, body of Christ now attained to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ? Well, the answer would have to be no. Well, the reason we haven't is because we've rejected the methodology of the Lord. The Lord is saying this. You're going to have apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers that will equip the saint for the saints for the work of the service to build up the body of Christ. You will have this until I return, until I come again. And I've got news for us, folks. Until we come and until we start living this way as the body, until we start functioning this way, we will never, ever attain to the unity of faith or the knowledge of the Son of God or mature the way the Lord wants us to. Go check this out on your own. Read Ephesians 4. Watch what it says. And I'm, again, Dale, I'll see you again next time, okay? Bye-bye.